This is Things Can Only Get Griller, the podcast where we discuss how small changes can make a big difference in fighting the climate crisis. With me, Victoria Cook and Adam Costello. Hello and welcome back to your second episode of Things Can Only Get Greta. I'm Victoria Cook. And I'm Adam Costello. <laughs> You're Odman Costello. Adman Costello. Ah, do you know what? I like the new way you're pronouncing Adam. It's uh, Adman. Ad- yeah, Adman. It's got a little flair to it. Yeah, Adman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, how are you this week, Adam? What's going on? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, apart from the coronavirus uh, that's uh, gripping the UK at the moment. Well, it, it is, right? And to be honest with you, well... Before yesterday, so today is Saturday. Yeah, so Friday the 13th, wasn't it, when it all Friday, started to properly start? It did. It was. It became very real. Mm. And before that, I'm going to admit, I was posting memes. I was, like, having a laugh. like. But it looks like it might be serious. Yeah. And it's quite scary. Yeah, I think I, like, yesterday definitely got pretty scared. And then today, glued. Hang on, though. It didn't help that we literally had the news on for 24 hours yesterday and we sat home all day watching it slowly freaking out more and more and more. Yeah, the more you watch the news, the more you get more freaked out. But there's loads of people who just are going about their everyday lives and everything's totally cool and not really, don't seem bothered by it. But Well, I went shopping in town today yeah, and it yeah. was packed full of people. Yeah, uh, but maybe they're people stocking up on food. And that's like insane that that's actually happening. Well, there was one guy playing a steel drum. <laughs> it didn't look like he was stocking up on food. And there were lots of people in Poundland. Got to earn his, uh, earn his money. Poundland, well, there you go. Yeah, uh, you know, so I'm not sure how many party hats you want to <laughs> stock up on for coronavirus, but that was like a really busy shop. Yeah, so we're in a pretty strange situation now, I suppose. And when this goes out, we don't really know when what's going to be happening. It's, uh, yeah, a bit bit apocalyptic (laughs) yes it is exactly that and you know i was saying last night this is how every single zombie film i have ever watched begins Mm -hmm. right exactly like this people like i don't need a mask oh no i'm I'm still going to work i'm not letting coronavirus stop me the next thing you know they're being hit in the face with a shovel because they've turned into a zombie yeah so i'm hoping that doesn't happen yeah no it is i mean we We've got to be careful probably not to even joke about it, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's pretty serious. It is a Shoot. really, really dire situation. Yeah. Um. So one of the saving graces... Yeah, so we're going to try and take a bit of a positive flip on coronavirus just for this introduction piece, I suppose. Well, I mean, it is horrific. It's awful. But the, the there is possibly a saving grace yeah. that there might actually be a positive impact on the planet off the back of coronavirus which we don't know well, well maybe we should get a, a guest on to interview like interview about like possibly coronavirus being caused by climate change because that's what i heard on question time a lady asked a question basically saying coronavirus has been caused by climate change so there's a massive argument probably um that climate change has caused uh what you call it coronavirus or there's going to be more of these types of new viruses um, due to climate change. So the three emissions—is this right? So yeah, the, the three big biggest ones, yeah. carbon emissions from a lifestyle. Yeah. Are plane, car, 
and eating animal products. Mm-hmm. So at the minute, all those three things are impacted by coronavirus. Yep. So, for example, planes. Yeah. So American uh, Trump banning uh, all flights from Europe to America. That's going to be huge. Uh, I assume they probably will do it domestically. You'd imagine because that's massive in America, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure if they are. Not yet, but probably no. sure they will do. No, um, but I mean that is a massive one, and um, at I mean Italy being closed down. Yeah. Spain is now I think on the verge of being closed down. Those flights. Yeah. Jet two have just stopped, haven't they? Flying Spain altogether. So that's a huge one right there. Yeah, definitely. So it's like I mean the 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 positive that we can take is possibly it's helping reduce our emissions <laughs> mm. but um we've also everyone's seen that chart i don't know if you've seen it with uh, in china showing like at the the emissions before it happened and then the emissions during oh, no. uh, of uh, wuhan um there's none because no one's moving because no one's getting in the car and going to work um so if that's happening you know like across that's the amazing. globe it's probably although every time i hear wuhan it does make us think of the wuhan clan the Wuhan clan. The Wuhan clan. Wuhan clan. It makes us think of Wuhan. And the coronavirus, right? I'm not even kidding. For the last 40 oh, hours, brilliant, yeah. all I've had stuck in my head is, you know that song, I Sharona, except it's I Corona. Oh, dear. It's just on a loop in yeah, my head. We should start a uh, side podcast called uh, I Corona. <laughs> so driving and jumping in your car to work, um, coronavirus is obviously going to stop that so no people aren't going to be getting in the car to get to work at this precise moment so you're working from home i think a lot of people are working from home at the minute it's like high risk to go into the office isn't it yeah but yeah what it's done is shone a light on the fact that a lot more people can work from home than you would have thought yeah so maybe companies will wake up to the fact that um people can work from home more it might shake it up a bit and People might even be more efficient working from home. So another plus side of this. I think it depends on the person. Because <laughs> I, sure. I know 100% um, that it is really hard to, you know, get the willpower to get out your pyjamas, to stop watching this morning and to do some work. <laughs> Although that's probably just me. I'm sure a lot of people are really, really great at working from home. <laughs> definitely. In fact, this could be a blueprint for the future. Yeah. Couldn't it? What, this working is, from home? Yeah, this yeah, is for the sure. way forward. So what's third on the list? Um, buying meat uh, and, yeah, consuming meat, I suppose. Consuming animal products. I think animal not products, just meat, yeah. but animal products. Um, yeah, eggs. Although saying that, we just bought loads of eggs. Mm. So, yeah, I think it depends, really, doesn't it, on the consumption of animal products. We don't know yet whether there's going to be an impact on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are stockpiling food, which seems to be yeah. more... But the big, I suppose the big one is, like, what's happened in Italy. People aren't even allowed to leave their homes, I don't think. Or they're only allowed to leave their homes to go shopping. Or maybe they're only allowed to get deliveries, I'm not sure. But surely it's going to mean that fresh produce, like milk and eggs and meat are going to be massively reduced because there's going to be less people to organize all yeah, that possibly. so just relying on yeah. more dry foods i suppose and also people going out to eat yeah going that's, out to eat is massive isn't it that's going to be curtailed yeah. for sure and um, but again you know it depends like what if you live local and you would just walk to a local restaurant or if you're going to drive 20 miles to your favorite restaurant yeah you know that's uh less carbon emissions 
offsetting there. Either way. Either way. Mm. So so hopefully, possibly out of this horrible yeah. thing. Yeah, it's quite it, hard to uh, be jokey and positive about it all, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but, but, but this could be a yeah. small, you know, uh, saving grace in this mm-hmm. horrible thing. But uh, some good news is that let's waste Laura. Is on the show and she is. she is. Oh man, I learned so much of Less Waste Laura. I think I learned more of Less Waste Laura in this conversation than I have in my whole life about recycling and reusing. Genuinely, she's fascinating. Yeah, she's amazing. So the the clue is in the name Less Waste Laura. She's um, she's the big thing that to come out of this is um, she basically says don't recycle, which you might think like what the heck. Um, but she says like recycling doesn't work um, she says reuse uh, mm. so you'll hear loads more how that actually works and how she's worked it out um, so, yeah in the podcast yeah. Other what other things did we learn oh well let's let Laura tell everyone sure alright please enjoy Let's Where's Laura alright uh, Laura I watched your TEDx talk it was brilliant and like really, really inspiring. So in the TEDx talk, you talked a little bit about what prompted you to get started. So can you yeah. just tell us now what it was, if you could repeat that? Yeah, absolutely. So every new year, so Hogmanay, we go to the east coast of Scotland and it's this beautiful little beach seaside village. And every New Year's Day, we go on a walk along the beach. And it's this sort of time where everyone's, you know, new year new you what's your what's your resolution how you know how are you going to change your life this year and it was 2018 and I remember we were on this walk and I thought I don't have a resolution like all the good ones were taken photos <laughs> lose weight all that so like what what could I do yeah and we were walking along the beach and I suddenly saw plastic and I was like you know it was clearly from the night before there'd clearly been some people having a party and had left stuff behind but then there was stuff that I thought that's not just been there from last night that's been there for a while Yeah, like I shouldn't be going on a walk and seeing all of this. And you think there's animals here, there's people here, there's children here. I need to make a change. I need to do it because it's from someone that this has came. So I need to do it. And that's my thought. That's what I want to do. I want to reduce my waste. That's going to be my New Year's thing. I just want to cut it. I want to make less of an impact in whatever way I can. Laura, that's amazing. And in, in the TEDx talk, you lift it up like how much waste you had and it was tiny right and I'm not gonna lie I thought there is no way I can do that like you know we're we're really trying or what Adam is so much better at it than me um but yeah I just sort of like want to know like what are your tips because there are simple things like like the bathroom for example is a massive one right and you have got amazing long shiny hair right and you can see mine here it just takes so much shampoo, but you're using like shampoo bars and what other yeah. changes have you made, like especially in the bathroom? To do you know what? It? The bathroom is one of the easiest rooms to do. Oh, really? it's one of the ones that, Yeah, it's one of the easiest ones because once you find a switch, you're done. You know, your, your kitchen fridge, your kitchen sink, all that, it changes all the time. You get new stuff. But with your bathroom, you're like, well, that's just what I use. And you kind of stick with it. So, you know, you switch to a bamboo toothbrush, done. Never need to do that again. You just switch that. You find an alternative to toothpaste. You use the wee tablets. You use, you know, in a glass jar, sorted. You switch to a shampoo bar and a conditioner bar. As soon as you've got used to it, that's you switch for life. 
And actually, you suddenly think, wow, I never need to change that again. And a lot of the stuff in the bathroom lasts forever. So, like, I've got a block of deodorant that's been going on for six months. I've got a shampoo bar that's, you know, four months in and it's still the same size. So, actually, these swaps are so easy because you get it once, you pay a wee bit more, but then, well, it's just so much easier. And I feel like, as well, you totally simplify. So, instead of having a million and one products, you've got your shampoo, conditioner and soap, and that's you. Because you don't need anything else. Yeah, I mean, do you know what though, right? I'm going to get dead picky here. Go for it. Is, are there any like specific brands of shampoo bar that you can recommend? Because my hair is, I mean, it looks like a white microphone. It's so frizzy. So like, mm. and it's dead hard to change, you know, like when you've got textured hair. So yeah. on, Laura, tell us like, what are you using? What am I using? So one of, the, one of the tips though is shampoo bars are the same shampoo there's different types for different hair. So a lot of people think you'll just get anyone and it'll be fine. Actually, you need to still do a bit of research. What kind of hair have you got? What one will suit? The best place to go, a sort of one-stop shop is Lush because you can go in, get a wee bit of advice and sort of work it out. But then there's other brands. So there's one from down south in England called Shine Bar and it's made from a, a, a guy who has a salon. And so he's sort of done it a bit more tailored to the luxury end of the brand. But equally, you can get ones from like zero waste pass that's a sort of basic 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 shampoo no nasties in it no chemical nothing and it's just block shampoo but it's the same as anything you know you need to shop around a bit i wouldn't use shampoo for someone with massively curly hair but i equally wouldn't use it for someone who's had loads of coloring in their hair so you need to shop around but lush is great you just pop in they treat you well and then you'll end up having something that really works for you what yeah. um what containers do the does that shampoo come in though does it come in like a because that's that's the big like um, the biggest thing that I found is finding the shampoo, let's say, but mm. obviously you get it in a massive container, but then um, or a small plastic container. Are you like reusing containers, or when you actually buy like the shampoo, what how does it come? Well, so I buy the bars of shampoo and conditioner. Okay, yeah, so yeah. for a bar, um, they have two types of containers. So the first one is a metal tin. The yeah. only thing with that is if you leave it in there with a bit of water, it gets a bit squidgy. Yeah. But what they've also brought out is this really cool thing, which is made of cork. And so cork is a is a wood and it naturally draws out moisture. So as soon as you put it in, it starts drawing out the moisture. And so it keeps it nice and dry and it's got a top and a bottom. So if you're going traveling on a holiday, it won't sort of make your bag all soggy. And it's a sustainable type of wood. They've got it from Portugal. They sailed over. It's net zero. It's all the amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, when you've got a shampoo bar or a conditioner bar, you keep it on a soap dish with a drain just to keep it from going soggy. But there are places that are starting to do refills of shampoo and conditioner. So just take your old plastic bottle. You don't need a new bottle. You don't need a fancy one. Just your own one. And that's when you just need to find a wee zero-waste shop near you. Just yeah. take your old container. Mm. Um, do you know, I wonder though, is there anything in particular that you found dead hard to give up, right? Like, either, like, in the bathroom or, like, for me, it's food. Like, food. Like, I love sushi, but it comes in those little plastic tubs. And there's no Mm. way around that. So, like, if there's something that you really love and you really miss, what's your way around it? What what do you do? Really, I just change the way I do it. So, if I'm really in the mood for sushi, I'll go to a sushi restaurant. I'll just sit in. I'll spend an extra 20 minutes, you know, really having it, getting the experience and making time for it. Or I'll maybe try and find somewhere, is there a wee independent place I can go with my own tub? And they just pop it inside. You're just, oh, no, it's fine. I'll have it in my own tub. And just thinking about, you know, what is the stuff that you really, really love? 
can you maybe try and make it at home if you're I mean if you're pushed for time can you find going local is great because if you know a wee baker or a guy with a deli or a sushi shop you can go along take your own tub it's a conversation starter you can still get what you love just without packaging so it's more about how you go about it so if you know you want sushi can you try and make a wee bit more time just to pop in and actually you'll find you've slowed down you can have a cup of tea with it so much easier yeah do you know it's one of those things though I think like a year ago I would have felt like totally barking going into a sushi place and saying can you put some sushi in this tub because nobody would have done it would yeah. they yeah. I think in the last year it's changed so much hasn't it that you can't do that and people aren't going to look at you like you're crazy it's like convenience though isn't it like because we're because we're all like living so fast and like for we've got kids so it's like it would you know, getting your lunch and getting the old the old sushi in the plastic, it's kind of unavoidable. Um, so for me, it's like, and I know you're doing loads of campaigning um, with the, we've been watching your, <clears throat> you know, your, what you call it, the recycling for the food in the supermarkets, mm. which isn't happening. And you've totally uncovered that, um, which like no one knows. Like I didn't even realise that the supermarket, like you ch- if you chuck out your, uh, what you call it, the wasted food in the plastic, it'll turn into yeah. methane. Um, and they're just doing, you know, their their supermarkets are doing that on a mass scale. Um, so yeah, like the like for me, it's like the change needs to come from the supermarkets. And yeah. like what I'm trying to say about us having kids is like we have no time. Like we we we'll go to the supermarket just to quickly get one of those little fancy bit of sushi. Uh, that's all you want to eat. Like um, and it's just in plastic. Um, so that's like I think the big thing that you're doing, which is amazing, is finding these like amazing uh really bad subjects that are happening which no one mm. even knows about no one's educated about and uncovering it so mm. that's what uh I mean I couldn't believe that I, you know I didn't know yeah. and I think a lot of people won't know but when you think about like you know like the the oops aisle I think it's called and yeah. I yeah yeah I, I keep on trying what's the name of the um Reduce section, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, so sorry. Could you just explain that a bit more? So the reduce all the food in the reduce section. Yeah. So when you're in a supermarket, um, and something that's in packaging will have a use by date. So we've now taken away the need for a best before date, but lots of things still have a use by date. And if it says use by January first, that means that that supermarket cannot legally sell that after the first of January. So throughout the day on the 1st of January, lots of shopkeepers will go and put out these stickers and it will be reducing the price because that's going to have to go in the bin after the 1st of January. So they're trying to incentivise. But one of the things that people don't know is that this food, if it's not sold, it gets put in the bin because you can't legally give it away. You can't sell it. You can't, you know, a lot of places don't give it to their staff and it goes in the bin. But one of the things is there's been kind of controversies and a bit of hypocrisy because supermarkets have food sharing schemes that they say they donate it to maybe like a homeless shelter or a food bank. But actually, if it's perishable, it doesn't. It all goes in the bin. And so I did a sort of series over Christmas, um, sort of going into Waitrose and losing my mind and filming all the stuff because at Christmas, we waste 30% more than any other time of year, mainly because they overorder. You know, some of the stuff I saw was like 30 bags of celery. Who's buying celery in December, right? So that's <laughs> one of the problems. Like somebody needs to stop that. But actually I ended up on my third visit going up to a staff member and just asking. So I thought a lot of people online are saying, oh, I don't think that's right. I don't think. So I thought, I'm just going to ask. I'm going to actually find out. Yeah. Her, her boy didn't know who he was talking to. I'm like, hi, just got a quick question. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't mind me. But actually he said, no, it, 
Anything not sold that's perishable goes in the bin. Anything that is not sold, whether it's in plastic, paper, whatever, goes in the bin. It doesn't get separated. The food doesn't get composted. The packaging isn't recycled. It's all put in the bin. And then I obviously did the post about how food waste is one of the biggest emitters. If it was the if it was a country, it'd be the third biggest emitter in the world. It emits methane, which is 16 times worse than carbon dioxide. And all of this happens when food goes into landfill, not properly disposed of in like composting. So it's a huge issue that nobody knows about. Yeah. And actually, it took a bit of digging because on all the supermarket websites, it's all a bit, you know, hypocritical. They're sort of not telling the truth or not yeah. giving the full story. Yeah. And then people just don't know. People don't know that this stuff gets binned. And actually, yeah. There's just no, uh, I find there's just literally, there's just huge confusion over all the recycling. Um, it's like, do you clean your containers if there's a yeah. tiny bit of contamination uh, left in like a, a yogurt pod? Does that like ruin the entire recycling? Um, yeah. Like that's what I've heard. But no one, no like loads of people don't even realise that you have to actually clean your containers. Yeah. No one actually tells you this stuff. Uh, and that's like, it, it, that's what we want to educate people on. And yeah. And do you know what? I hate recycling. I think yeah. it's rubbish because this is the problem. I I don't know how to recycle properly because yeah. I've moved from Dundee to Edinburgh to Glasgow yeah. and each time my type of recycling's changed, I've mm -hmm. heard myths about it. Councils don't get back to you. Yeah. So my answer to people is don't recycle. But what yeah. I mean is reduce your waste so you don't have to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just yeah. avoid it in the first place because what a faff. Who, who has time to wash out a coleslaw pot? Not me. But then I start feeling guilty if I don't. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's, you know, me and all my neighbours now that recycles.com because I was too lazy to wash a coleslaw pot. But actually, if you just make your own, then you don't need to worry about that. But I think that's the problem is people want answers about their recycling. And actually, I'm like, do you know what? Sod it. Don't recycle. Just go about it a different way. Just yeah. try and not create it because it's such a mess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I normally leave the pots just for Adam to wash, and that's how it gets sorted out. Um, there we go. That's yeah. another job. <laughs> it is. It's so confusing, though. I mean, one of the things that's a real bugbear of mine, you know, um, and again, you're talking to a total dum dum here. I literally knew nothing, right? Um, is you know when you walk past recycling and people have put their recycling in plastic bin bags, you know, and then. Th that's really confusing as well because it's like well you know are we supposed to be doing that are we not supposed to be doing that it's not yeah. defeating the point you can in our council here you can like i only found out this by going to some groups like some meetings um but you can recycle all the plastic bags so uh, you just put them in the recycling uh, bin here but like in the council in manchester you can't do that um so but no one actually tells you that again that you can actually recycle the plastic bags and everyone thinks don't buy plastic bags but in this uh in cheshire cheshire east it's mm. like um they don't have anything to buy anything that's biodegradable they have no facilities to get rid of that so there's no um biodegradable uh, i can't say it uh <laughs> biodegradable bins uh and but but you can uh recycle plastic bags like so it's but, all but like, like you say it that might be different again yeah, somewhere else in the UK yeah. so yeah I really love that message of actually don't recycle just totally reduce your waste so you don't even have to think about it yeah, yeah. um yeah so well actually yeah I wanted to hit on in your TEDx talk as well you spoke a little bit I think it was your cousin I think 
who um, yeah. was going to the gym. Did she, did, did she mind you telling that story? Or no, she? she was like, why are you blasting me like that? <laughs> you made crying. a famous Laura, man. But you were saying that she would go to the gym, she'd buy like a plastic bottle of water and it just yeah. took that one thing for her to realise, oh, if I just get this other bottle, I'm not wasting all, this plas- all these plastic bottles. Yeah. Like, I just wondered, like, it must be really frustrating for you because obviously this is your passion and you're seeing this happen all the time. But I think maybe one of the key things is how can you motivate people to make those changes without feeling like you're being dead preachy, you know, and like sort of like getting down on people? What, how do you motivate? I think you've got it. There's no point in preaching. Nobody wants me to sit there and sort of tell them so you've got to come in at their level right so I've got a story about how I've done this before and it's a kind of way of so if you right so I did an internship with a big energy company so it's a big engineering firm in Glasgow and my brother worked there so my older brother and one day I was in the same office as him so I said do you want to Craig do you want to go for lunch together so we were both sitting feeling really smug with our repacked lunches I'm pretty sure he only brought that because that was coming but we're sitting down (laughs) in this big canteen area and these two guys come over and they're like older kind of older gents and they sat down and they were like all right Craig how are you doing and oh who's this and he said oh this is my wee sister Laura she's doing an internship and they were like his boss and his boss's boss were kind of who this guy were and so they were sitting down we were all chatting and when they came over they both came over sat down and both had coffee cups filled with soup that they'd got and so they sat down took off the lids and started eating the soup and I was like oh that's really funny like in my head obviously oh it's really funny there's definitely bowls over there I wonder why they got takeaway cups anyway the conversation naturally went to plastic I didn't take it there I'm like this is my end yeah (laughs) so they were talking about they'd been on holiday and seen plastic on the beach I was like oh plastic see funny you brought that up and my brother's like what's she gonna say (laughs) I was like oh is it not and then I said right how can I go about this subject with these guys on their level bunch of high up engineers so I thought oh do you not think it's really funny that the coffee cup and particularly the coffee cup lid is like the worst engineered product in the world and they're like what do you mean I was like well it's got a lifespan of about 10 seconds you know from like where you picked it up to here and that's just going to go in the bin and they were like wow never thought about it like that oh that's funny we've been getting you know soup in a coffee cup every day for 30 years I'm uh oh, we've never thought about it like that. And I said, oh, and it's funny because there's bowls over there. You know, you could just get it in a bowl. Oh, nah, there's not bowls. I'm, I'm, there's not bowls. I'm like, no, I, d- I definitely, I, d- I thought I saw bowls. I'll leave it with you, right? So anyway, we finished our lunch and go away. And I didn't work in that office again. But later on that night, my brother sent me a WhatsApp on the family group chat saying, Laura, what have you done? So this guy <laughs> who's like high up in this firm had obviously gone bowls there's no bowls I'm gonna prove her wrong wandered over to the soup kettles and lo and behold eye level you've got the cups low level next to the soup kettles you've got china bowls and so this guy took a photo of the sort of setup went on to his wee paint on his laptop and did a big green circle around the bowls and a red circle around these cups and decided to do email all staff (laughs) today Laura bracket Craig's wee sister who's on her first day of an internship has pointed out a massive flaw and all of this and we're using too many disposables we all need to change blah 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 but because I came at it from a kind of interesting angle not saying why have you got a disposable coffee cup instead of a bowl but just being like 
conversation piece that's really interesting blah 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 it got him thinking and now he for the rest of his life will not use that he'll use a bowl but also he emailed around staff he's a high up guy in this big corporation more people are going to think about that so you've got to come in where people are and definitely not be preachy and do it just a bit more clever and just sort of make people think they're doing it themselves and give people like he probably felt really smug emailing that round and being able to make that change so never come across preachy just coming at people's level yeah totally I mean that's massive isn't it so if you think now yeah, yeah all those people in that company are going to think about that just yeah from that exactly comment. you know actually yeah. I've, I've got a similar story I feel terrible telling you but um I only found out this year that you can't recycle wrapping paper oh really Christmas wrapping paper have you heard this yeah and Laura, when I think back, you know, the just, years, oh, the years. And if I'd known, if someone had told us earlier, there is no way I would have used it, you know. And I found yeah. out at the end of Christmas. So <gasps> Disaster. I'd done it all, you know, I'd done it all. So you're right, it does just take that one thing, doesn't yeah. it? Just to take s- one comment. Yeah, to set the wheels in motion, you know. Um, and Instagram, I think, is such a good tool for that. That's where I use. That's where I found out about uh, Christmas wrapping paper uh, on Instagram. You know, so now yeah. I know. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think it is just like a, even like with the whole bigger picture of climate change is like making people aware that they can save money or there's opportunities with climate change or like expect like you can save money if you switch to reusable. Like, and, mm-hmm. like you actually save money like that com- that uh, owner of the business if you own the business he's actually say if it you know he's saving his company loads of money because no one's going to use the plastic reusable cups that he has to keep on buying mm-hmm. um but it's just little see you know like another yeah. answer to take it rather than being preachy is actually look if you do if you make this change just rethink rewire your brain um, yeah you can actually save loads of money say let save loads of money for your business people are scared of it because they think it's going to cost money or it's going to be less convenient but actually it's just like a, a switch in the mindset isn't it so yeah um <laughs> i wondered is if there was one thing right you could ask people to do or point out to people just mm-hmm. one thing i know it's like you know just the tip of the iceberg but what what would it be mm. well a good thing i think is always to reduce your own waste so don't reduce mine, don't reduce your neighbours or somebody else's. So there's no point in my gran getting a reusable coffee cup because she likes to sit and drink coffee. So one of the things I always tell people to do is a waste audit. Really fun, I know. But just collect your waste. Like a couple of weeks is fine, two weeks. Collect it all up, including what goes into your recycling. And at the end of two weeks, just have a look. Dig through your bin and see what you've got. Because at the end of the day, if you've got half of your waste is meal deal sandwiches you know what you need to deal with rather than shampoo bars if that's not something you've got a problem with equally if you're addicted to bottles of fizzy juice can you get cans instead can you get something else but go through it because it'll it'll open your eyes and then it means that as the weeks go on you won't feel disheartened because you'll see your own bin going down you'll be taking the bin out less and you'll really feel like you're making an impact rather than getting a bamboo toothbrush and a coffee cup and thinking why is nothing changing Mm. go about your own waste and that's probably the best tip I can give anyone oh that's brilliant thanks so much Laura what a pleasure talking to you yeah my my pleasure thank you so much for having me on
So what would be in your waste audit, Adam? Hmm. Actually, I can tell you now, it would be loads and loads of bags of family-sized crisps. Oh my word, I am a big crisps fan. <laughs> it's like loads of them. I love them. You love them, you love them. Crisps uh, and hummus. Mm. How do you say hummus? Hummus? You don't say hummus, do you? No, I just say hummus like every normal person. Yeah, but I do have a few friends that say hummus. Oh, they, they must be very posh. Uh, no, no, not really. Are you a scone or a scone guy? Um, scone. Scone, yeah. I mean, who are says you, scone? Are you, a, are you a, a berry or a burry guy? Burry? <laughs> burry? Berry? The place. Burry, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely Burry. Uh, anyway, people outside of the Northwest won't have a clue what we're talking about. No, we better go. We better go. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed Less Waste, Laura. If you would like to comment on anything you've heard today, or you've also got some hints or tips or anything like that uh, about recycling or not recycling, then you should contact us on our Instagram account. Sure thing. Yeah. Inland Sea. At Inland Sea. Uh, drop us a line let us know what you think and we'll be back probably sooner than you think with another episode because we're in quarantine at the minute and we've got nothing else to do so we'll see you then ciao for now